Last time on the Skip and Josh podcast. Well, I, I won the playoff hockey pool, and I won the regular season baseball pool. We need to do some kind of study. All the polling people are out of jobs now after the election, so maybe we can utilize their, their knowledge of, of statistical methods. You're proving the theory that we've always thought, which is the less you know, the better you do. <laughs> Absolutely, 100%. Right? We've said this 100 times. You're listening to the Skip and Josh podcast with Skip Sherman and Josh Obadia. Okay, Skip, so today... We're going to do an interesting topic. I'm calling it our favorite hypothetical championship games. Oh, that's a good title. I was trying to think of what the title could be. I, I, I was kind of lost on the title, but I'm glad you came up with it. You'll, you'll definitely have to explain it to, to the listeners. I will have to explain it because I'm not even sure if I understand it myself. Uh. But, before, <laughs> but before we get to that list, a couple of short stories I want to tell you, which no one is going to care about, including you. <laughs> But something remarkable happened in my household this week. So I've been living in Toronto for 17 years. And I've been living in this particular uh, condo for more than 10 years. And for the first time in more than 10 years, I ran out of Montreal bagels. It's a crisis. It's a real crisis. There's a very logical reason why it happened. Normally, I visit Montreal six or seven or eight times a year, so I get bagels every time I go. But this year, I've only been to Montreal twice. And, you know, you can only bring back so many bagels each time. And so that is why I ran out of Montreal bagels for the first time in more than 10 years. So what are you going to do? Well, I bought Toronto bagels. <laughs> How are those? <laughs> so I went to two different places. The first place I went to was recommended by an ex-Montrealer, and actually I was disappointed in that place. So then I went to a second place, and actually I was pleasantly surprised how they are quite similar to Montreal bagels. Mm -hmm. And if I tell you the second place, you're going to laugh, because you've actually heard of it. It's Loblaws. I'm not talking about like the pre-packaged ones, I'm talking about the ones that they bake in the store. Yeah. Yeah, Loblaws yeah. has this I've whole section, and I think it's Provigo in Montreal, but they yeah. have this whole section where they bake their own stuff, and they have these bagels. It even says Montreal bagels on the label. Obviously, they're not, yeah. but yeah. they're actually the closest thing I've I've found in Toronto to Montreal bagels. I've bought those before here at Provigo, and actually, they're they're okay. Anyway, enough about bagels. Well, bagels. It's the, probably the most important topic we could have today. No bagels. We have mentioned what, them what's on better many, than bagels? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. One other thing I want to mention before we get into our list. Yeah. So I texted you this week. I asked you a question about the Thursday night football game. I asked you who you thought was going to win. And Mm. you gave me the shortest possible answer you could. You typed the name of the team, but you didn't even type the full name. You typed like the first four letters or something. I didn't even give you the proper. I could have wrote AZ. That would be like the official abbreviation. I wrote (laughs) A-R-I-Z. Yeah, right. It was very short response. Yes. What you don't know is I texted your son at exactly the same time asking exactly the same question. And the funny thing is he picked the other team, which I'm glad I went with his pick and not yours because he was right. Mm -hmm. But the important part of this story is that your son, who's been known to send back short text messages, responded to me with two full sentences. (laughs) What did he say? Well, I know he has this. I told you he has this like really he really puts Russell Wilson like on a pedestal like he's scared of that guy, you know. So, I mean, he he tends to not pick against him, I'm sure. 
mailbag. So some short listener mail from last uh, last episode, which was our favorite episode of the Goldbergs. Uh, Mark, our super listener from Philadelphia um, on Facebook, wrote that actually he's never watched the Goldbergs, but he may start. <laughs> which and and actually he lives in Philadelphia, so like it's actually like more apropos for him to be watching that show, right? Don't you think? If he if he does watch it, he should watch it from the beginning so that he yeah. doesn't miss anything. It's hard to watch that show from the beginning because a network television show that has so many episodes, you know, when you're used to watching like these Netflix shows now that have like, oh, eight episodes, 10 episodes and this, there's so many. Um, then my sister also, um, she didn't actually comment on the Goldbergs episodes, but she suggested that we do a top seven Shits Creek. <laughs> oh, that's and a great idea, actually. It is a great idea. The problem is I haven't ever watched a single episode. So that's a lot of homework for me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to wait a few years before we can do that. Yeah, maybe, maybe in yeah, maybe next year. So that's the listener mail from this week, and uh, yeah, we're ready for the hypothetical championship games. Please explain the list, the the premise, Josh. Okay, so sports fans are very accustomed to a certain schedule. Sports fans know that you know the Super Bowl is going to be in February and March Madness is going to be in March and the Stanley Cup and the NBA championships are going to be in June and the World Series in October and so on and so forth. Like we all know when these events are going to happen and it's very rare. Actually, I think it's never happened that, you know, these championship games happen on the same day or the same night. The only time it might happen is with the NBA and the NHL both being in June, but the two leagues, they sort of have this understanding that if one one league is playing on a Wednesday, the other one's going to play on a Thursday and so on and so forth, because obviously they don't want to compete with each other. So now this year, everything has been out of whack. This year with the pandemic, there were four months where we, we had nothing. And then all of a sudden, everything came back in like August. And so it was possible... It didn't end up happening, but it was possible that the World Series and the Stanley Cup and the NBA championships all could have happened on the same night. It didn't end up happening, but it, but it could have happened depending on how long it took, you know, to get through all the rounds of, of the NHL and the NBA. So it got me thinking, what would I do if that did happen? If let's say all these championship games fell on the same night and I wanted to watch my favorite baseball team, my favorite hockey team, my favorite basketball team, whatever, but they're all happening on the same night and I can only watch one. What would I do? So I thought we should do this, this hypothetical list of our favorite championship games, meaning that if they were all happening on the same night and we could only watch one, this is the one we'd watch. And obviously, we're going to do our top seven, not just one. But that's how I came up with the list, the, the 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 topic. And hopefully, that makes sense to everybody listening. I mean, it's sort of... I tried to explain this to my wife this morning when she asked me what we're going to be doing today. <laughs> Can't imagine She's that like, conversation. This make, she goes, I don't understand. And anyways, but like, I tried to explain it to her. But it's really... it's You explained it well. But it's really like sort of like a list of our ranking our fandom for a certain team. I guess, right? Like, what is more important to you? Is it your favorite NBA team or is it your favorite NHL team? Or like, like what? which one is higher? So I was thinking like, okay, we're starting off with a seven, seven TVs in front of us, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have to take away one TV. Now you only have six. Mm -hmm. And then now then you only have five. And then, so what would happen if you could only watch one, which is the number one? 
Um, now, I did not have a hard time making this list at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to get seven items easily. There's going to be no honorable mentions because it stops at seven. Um, but I don't understand how you're going to come up with seven. Like, I don't understand because you don't have a favorite NBA team unless you have the Raptors in there. You don't have a favorite NFL team, although you follow the league. And you're not into soccer, and that's important in my list. So I'm not really sure what you have on your list, (laughs) actually. I'm not sure at all. (laughs) So I'm glad you mentioned this because I actually did have a difficult time coming up with seven, but I came up with seven. In fact, I actually came up with ten and then crossed three of them off. Ten? So I want to hear those honorable mentions No, 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 you don't. Um, Okay. But... But anyway, so I do I do have seven. And not only do I have seven, and I know that, you know, you just said I don't have a fav- favorite NBA team. I don't have a favorite NFL team. So what I also did, I wrote down your seven. Not in the right order, but I wrote down your seven. And I'm going to see how accurate I am afterwards. Uh, you're probably going to have all seven. And most of them are different than mine. Yeah, no, I mean, you're not going to get the order, but I think you can easily, you knowing me as well as you do, Mm -hmm. I think you could get six out of seven easy. Well, let's see if I get seven out of seven. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the hell you're going to have. It's going to be wild. Now, (laughs) now, now also, just to mention, um, I've given some reasons why. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wrote down some reasons why. And also, I took it a step further and I, I... in some of these, I wrote like who the championship game would be against, because like the the revenge against the important the the opponents here is important, <laughs> the revenge factor or or sort of like the reason why you know like anyways. So I mean I guess we could just start no. But since I <laughs> thought of this, I have to go first. Number seven. So number seven on my list, and and of course this was the hardest one right because as you said, I really only had six. Number seven is. In the World Cup of Soccer, I would like to see Denmark win that. And the reason I'm picking Denmark, for those who don't know, that's where my mother was born. And so when Mm -hmm. I do watch soccer, which is very rare, I always root for Denmark. And I even have a Denmark soccer jersey. I own one of those. Mm -hmm. So that's my number seven. So I'm sure I'm pick, sure Josh. I'm sure you didn't think that I would have that in my list. No, because although you do, I know you have the Denmark jersey. I know you actually follow them whenever the the teams are playing for their national team. The players are playing for their national team during the international competitions. But I mean, for me, this is a bit of a reach for you, right? Because you're you're really just a loose fan of of this. Like you, you it's not like something that you follow religiously, right? So. When I get to my number seven, which is which is the Boston Celtics winning the NBA Finals against the Lakers, <laughs> hopefully, um, I'm a much bigger fan of the Celtics and follow basketball much more closely than you follow world soccer. So yeah, so I mean, eighty the number number seven is the Celtics, and you probably think I would have had this higher, but no, they they are where they are. Um, I do follow the NBA a lot. I root for the Celtics whenever they're playing, whenever I watch the playoffs, I follow it very, very closely. And, you know, I also put a note here saying, uh, if I could go back in time, by the way, mm-hmm. let's say, let's say it's not the current edition of the Celtics. Cause since, since this whole thing is hypothetical and made up, I'm kind of making the rules as I go. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. 
Yeah. So it doesn't mean that like this current team of the Celtics, Jason Tatum and Marcus Smart and and uh, Jalen Brown, like as much as I would love those guys to win the championship, I would love to go back in time and somehow make the 87 Celtics healthy so they could beat the Lakers because they only lost that that championship because they were not healthy. They were all banged up and they were old. Um, and that's, you know, I don't know how much you remember. That's the famous um, Magic Johnson little mini hook shot. I've seen the replay many times. Yeah, that's that's that series. So I would love to, I would love to w- see the Celtics win another championship or for them to have won that one in 87. So I knew they'd be on your list. I did think they would be higher on your list, but interesting mm-hmm. that you have them in number seven. Number six. So number six for me, I, I'm pretty sure you don't have this in your list, is um, now... The first one I had, Denmark, that's never happened. So that's another reason I put it on the list because that's never mm-hmm. happened in yeah, yeah. In, in the history of, of soccer. The next one, this has happened many times. So normally I would have put this higher on the list, but because it's already happened so many times, it's not that big a deal. And it's Team Canada winning the World Junior Hockey Championships. That's a good one. I was going to put that on my list and I didn't have, it's not on my list just to tell you. that's not on my list of world juniors so i mean this is cool because i mean i put this on my list because you know i've been to see some world junior hockey championship games and when i was younger i would look forward to the tournament every year it would be the you know every every time like the calendar hits december they're like oh great the world junior hockey championships are going to be on at the end of the month and it's something to do you know when you're if you if we were students it's something to do when we were on winter break or whatever it was or even if you know you're working and you're on vacation between christmas and new year's it's something to do especially when especially when the tournament happens in europe and the games are on at like eight in the morning that's the best yeah yeah i love those yeah look i like i cheer for team canada but i mean you're the one that's told me a million times like this is a made for tv event it's it is it's we're the only country that actually cares what happens in this tournament. <laughs> it is it is a made for TV event, and also because the event happens in Canada every second year, Canada has a yeah. huge advantage. Yeah, yeah. So my number six is, and this is a weird one because you, it's also like like you, like you were alluding to, like the rarity of winning the championship is is a factor. Like if your team's never won, you want it you want it more right you want it it's like you you you're you're after it more and your fandom becomes a little more more intense chasing that title but i mean liverpool just won the premier league title last year and they won the champions league the year before so so they're on a big roll but i would love to see liverpool win another champions league um that's my number six and and i hope that and i really really want them to beat real madrid and i want mohamed salah to completely embarrass sergio ramos um in that game in in some way and and i mean you can look up mohamed salah and sergio ramos and look at the history of what happened three years ago when they lost liverpool lost in the final so that's more of a revenge game for me i I just like them to cement i would like liverpool to win it again to sort of cement how great this version of the Liverpool team is because they are incredible. Number five. Okay, number five for me. So this has never happened. And this probably is never going to happen. Well, I shouldn't say that, but it's unlikely that this ever happens. So that's why it's on my list. And that is 
Team Canada winning a gold medal in basketball at the Olympics. Oh, that's a great one. I didn't think of that. Because there are actually good Canadian basketball players now, as you know. There's tons. You're you're a yeah. follower of the NBA. And yeah. it's unfortunate because um, Team Canada still hasn't even qualified for the Olympics. And there's a tournament at the end of June where if they win that tournament, they will qualify for the Olympics. But the problem is the NBA season won't be over at that point. And the likelihood of Team Canada getting to use their players for that tournament is slim at best. Yeah. yeah. So they might not even qualify for the Olympics, which is unfortunate because if they had all their good players, they would most certainly qualify. I mean, I don't know how well they do once they get there, but they would qualify. But now they won't even be able to do that. Well, history has shown us that when the NBA players, like if if Team Canada is full of college players, Mm-hmm. then we are not going to win because they're usually coming up against pros or semi-pros from other nations, right? Right. So, yeah, that's not a good thing. That's a good that's a good one, Josh. I like I like that one. Okay. Thanks. Uh my number 5 is the Philadelphia Eagles winning the Super Bowl. Now, we're fresh off the 2017 championship, but you know, we want another one. <laughs> of course. And you know, I would love Carson Wentz to quiet his doubters and win the Super Bowl for the Eagles. But, you know, truth be told, um, I, I'm i not sure that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, up until, I, I've been the staunch Carson Wentz defender all this time. Even the last few years, you know, he's been injured. And, you know, like I, I've always said, like, he's good. He just needs the right pieces around him. He just needs things to fall into place. But... I have a lot of doubt. I have a lot of doubt and I'm I'm ready almost ready to to move on, you know, from him. But I still would love the Eagles to win um the Super Bowl. Number 4. So number 4 for me, now this is another thing that's it's happened before. It hasn't happened a million times, but it's happened enough times that I guess you could say it's not such a huge deal because it's happened, but it's and this might be on your list, I'm not sure. It's Team Canada winning a gold medal at the Olympics in hockey. Obviously, this has happened in 2010 with Sidney Crosby, and it happened in Salt Lake City. What I like about this is, you know, this is the one tournament where you've got the best hockey players from every single country playing against each other. So you can legitimately say that the country that wins this tournament is the best. It's not like other best-on-best tournaments, which aren't really the best-on-best because... Like the World Cup of Hockey, which you're the only one that watched. But any, but anyway, the Olympics, the Olympics are not the World Cup, and that's why I've specified here that number yeah. four is Team Canada winning gold in the Olympics in hockey. Hopefully, it will happen again. We need the we need the NHL to let the players go to the Olympics. Right. Though. We'll see right. what happens with all that. Well, I mean, I think it'll come back eventually. Like I think eventually they'll they'll get there, but mm-hmm. the current uh, NHL are, are don't seem open to it. So. Uh, my number four is the Duke Blue Devils winning another national championship. Now, it's only at number four on the list because they won a few times in our lifetime. We're we're lucky. We're blessed, you know. Actually, all the teams in my list so far, Duke, the Eagles, Liverpool, the Celtics, I've seen them win titles in my lifetime, you know, and, and in many cases, multiple titles. So as a Duke fan, it's great to, you know, um, 
cheer for them. Like I wrote down here, once a dookie, always a dookie, you know, like we're going to cheer for them. Even it's harder to cheer for them now in the one and done era. Like I, I follow the Duke basketball Instagram. They've got all these new players coming in. I don't know who the hell they are, <laughs> you know? So every year we have to, it used to be like every, every year we'd be like, okay, we have, we got some new guys. Where's this guy going to fit in? Where's that guy going to fit in? But the team was basically the same as the year before. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but, but, um now every year we have five new starters <laughs> so so that's kind of difficult <laughs> um and i did an extra hypothetical here if i was had my wish it would be to go back in time and the 1999 duke blue devils would win that championship game against connecticut is that the one with trajan langdon yes shane battier elton brand William Avery, Trajan Langdon, Corey Maggette. That was basically the starting five. You don't remember how dominant this team was. They were 16-0 and in the ACC. They were 37-2 and overall. And that two, one of the two losses was the championship game against Connecticut. So they were 37-1 and coming into that final game. They were crazy heavy favorites. And Connecticut pulled it off with, you know, what's his name? Khalid Elami. Uh, is that the guy? Yes. Elamine. And I think, what's his name was on the team too? Um... Hamilton, Richard Hamilton, the guy who had a long NBA career. So, I mean, we have also selfish reasons for that game because we were in a very high stakes NCAA pool, um, which we ended up winning half of the, the prize money. And if Duke would have won the championship game, we would have won both sides of the prize money, which would have been a pretty big wad of cash there. <laughs> we So um, that's my number four. By the way, I think I think you and I watched that game together at your apartment. It was my apartment in TMR. Correct. Then, yes. Right? Yeah. Yes, we yeah. did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Number three. So anyway, number three for me is also the Duke Blue Devils. And as you said, you know, they've won, I think, five championships. So yes, we are blessed. We are very lucky. Uh, but of course, I'd like to see them win again. And what you said is so true. I don't even know the players on the team. In fact, uh, the NBA draft just happened a few days ago and three Duke Blue Devils were picked. And if you had told me to name them before without looking it up, I couldn't have even told you which players would have been taken because I forgot all the names of the players. Yeah, it, it seems like quite a long time ago, the the last season. Although, you know, it's really not, you know, it's just that it's the season starting at the same time it's usually going to, right? Right. Well, actually, I just noticed that Duke is scheduled to play a game on Wednesday against Gardner-Webb. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to do it. I mean, I alluded to this last time, Josh. I am i don't know if I'm going to watch. I'm kind of really um, upset with the NCAA. I think it's not fair that schools are closed, but athletes, student-athletes are playing. And you know I've used that clip before of Jay Billis talking about how there's no such thing as student-athletes, and he wished they would stop using that term because it's complete nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, by the way, the three players who were picked were Trey Jones, uh, Cassius Stanley, and Vernon Carey Jr. My number three is the Montreal Canadiens winning the Stanley Cup. Um, and I have sort of two two wishes here. I mean, I'd love I'd love to see the current version of the Canadiens, the one that they're building now. Uh, with a lot of young players, and it's sort of coming together. I'd love to see that that team um, really become a contender and win the cup the next few years. 
Um, as you know, Josh, the Canadians are the last Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so we means like we we want that badly, you know. Um, I've mentioned it before. When the Canadians are on a playoff run, the city here is amazing. Like spring hockey, when the Canadians are going deep into the playoffs, there is some kind of buzz that happens here in this city, and it's really, really special. It's it's fun. I imagine it's the same in other cities too, but I'm I, I can only talk about my experience, you know. And we need we need a real good Stanley Cup parade to end COVID. Like we really do need that. <laughs> that like that would be amazing, right? Um. Now, if I had a wish and can go back in time, I'd love the 89 Habs also to to have won that cup against Calgary. I mean, we mentioned it before. The Habs won in 86 and 93. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those are the Patrick Waugh teams. But the 89 Habs were the best. The 89 Habs were the best team of those three, but they lost to Calgary. But I do believe that the 89 Habs were actually the best team of those three. Yeah, you could be right. Number two. So number two for me is the same as your number three. It's the Montreal Canadiens. And it's similar to the Duke Blue Devils because the Canadiens have won the Stanley Cup obviously many times. But the difference is that in all the years that the Canadiens won the Stanley Cup, I actually wasn't a fan of the Montreal Canadiens in those years. (laughs) So, So for me, I haven't experienced them winning the Cup when I'm actually a fan of the team. So if it does happen, it would be quite exciting for me. Although I don't live in Montreal and I wouldn't be able to enjoy it as much as you would enjoy it. As you said, I know what happens in that city when the Canadians have a long playoff run. And it is quite exciting, even if you're not a fan of the team. And I wouldn't get to enjoy it as much as you, but it would still be quite enjoyable. It's amazing that you became, I think what you experience happens to some other fans too. It's like you became a Habs fan when you moved to Toronto, which is kind of weird, right? It, it, it's exactly, that's exactly when it happened. And the yeah. reason being that I just, I encountered obviously a lot of Toronto Maple Leafs fans when I moved here. And I just found not all of them, but some of them to be a little bit annoying, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, well, I can't be a fan of this team because I don't want to be associated with them. <laughs> So I'm going to be a fan of the Canadians, although they probably think that Canadians fans are annoying. So I guess it's the same they thing. They do. For sure they do. So it's, that's, and that's, that's the way fandom goes, right? When you have a rival, you, you, you hate the other team, you know, and they hate you and you hate them. And The other thing that. is, I mean, when people found out that I was from Montreal, you know, when I first moved here, people didn't know until they got to know me. They would mm-hmm. automatically assume that I was a Canadians fan and they were sort of you know, if the Canadians had a bad game, they'd make fun of me or they'd laugh at me or whatever. And so if I was getting, if I was going to get blamed or, you know, made fun of for being a Canadians fan, well, then I might as well actually be one. (laughs) That's so good. I love that. All right. So my number two, look, the way you described this, this thing was like, if you, if all your favorite teams were playing the championship game in one night and you only had to watch one. Yeah. Now, I could sacrifice everything else on my list up till now, but number one and two is very close. <laughs> it's really close. Um, so my number two is England winning the World Cup of Soccer. Like, it's hard to describe, like, how passionate I am for England winning the World Cup, why I'm passionate about it, and what happens to me every two years. And, and, and I wrote the World Cup, but the European Championship would, would also apply here. 
Um, so that's, you know, every every other four years of the World Cup. So every two years, there's an international tournament. You, you'd have to talk to my family here to get them to tell you, like, what happens to me when England's playing in the World Cup. I mean, like... Everything stops in my life. Like I look up the, I look up the games of when the games are going to be. I ha- I take days off, months in advance, knowing when the games are going to be on. <laughs> um, like I, I, that it's literally the only thing I'm focusing on during that time. And uh, Matthew has a video of me from the last World Cup when England beat Colombia in penalties. And I mean, it was it was a feeling of sports fandom that comes around only you know a few times in your life where you you feel that great about a result you know and that passionate about about a result so um i mean i can give you the whole history of how i became an england fan and everything but i mean i don't know if we'll go there i just (laughs) anybody who wants to know can message me i'll I'll give you the history but i'm i'm a huge passionate fan of, of world soccer english soccer and the england national team and um, as you know, Josh, it's coming home. One day it's coming home. It's Yes, I do like that song. And I knew they'd be on your list. I didn't realize they'd be that high on your list. I thought they'd probably be number four is where I thought they yeah. would be. I mean, they're ahead of the Habs. They're ahead of the Habs. And they're I'm surprised, the... actually. I'm yeah. surprised you have them ahead of the Habs. But, yeah. but I'm not surprised they're on your list, obviously. Well, I mean, I think part of it is that they've never won they've never won in my life like england's only ever won the world cup once that was in 1966 so before i was born and before i was able to be a fan right and you know there's been a lot of good england teams and a lot of lousy flameouts in in national tournaments and you know the the last iteration they made it to the final four and the first time i ever watched started following this was 1990 they also made it to the semifinals so i mean i mean anyways Let's let's hear your number. Let's hear. I, I mean, we know what number we know what number one is. We right can before do it together. before we get to number one, I want to comment on your number two. So obviously, I I think it's a very good pick that you've made, and I knew it would be on your list. I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but soccer or football in England is similar to hockey in Canada. I think they yeah. expect to win the tournament every single time there is a tournament, and yet. And yet they haven't won since what is it, nineteen sixty six? You said so. Yeah. That's a huge amount of frustration, and and I completely get it. I totally get it. It reminds me a lot of Habs fans here in in Montreal. When you listen to the talk radio, they're like, and when the Canadians are doing bad, you know, and like the last however many years they sucked, right? Or you know, they haven't sucked completely, but they have not been a good team for like at least the last five, seven years or more or longer. And, you know, you listen to the talk shows here and people are like, this is the Montreal Canadiens. We have 24 Stanley Cups. We should be demand better of our team. Like everyone always looks at the history of the Canadians as the reason why the team should be better. <laughs> but actually it has no nothing to do with that. And I think England fans have a similar thing. They're like... We won in 1966. This is sort of like where football started, you know. Like th- we should be better than this. How come we? How come we have the best league in the world, but yet we don't produce the best homegrown players? Like there, there's it, there's a lot of the same kind of questions and the same the rationale for needing to win is like look look at the song. It's coming home, right? Like people think that they deserve to win because it's England. <laughs> You're so right, by the way. The history has nothing to do with it. I mean, when when you hear about like 
two teams playing each other in any sport and you hear, yeah. oh, you know, the career record between these two teams is like 27 and two. But, yeah. you know, those were games that were played 10 years ago or 20 years ago and the roster is completely different and the coaching staff is completely different. So what happened in, in 1970 has no bearing on what's going to happen in 2020. There's always stats like that during the World Series when the Yankees are in the playoffs too or in the baseball playoffs. And like They come up with these stats about the Yankees. I'm like, man, the Yankees were in the World Series in the 1920s. Like, that has nothing to do. Babe Ruth has nothing to do with Aaron Judge. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know? You're so right. You're so right. Number one. Anyway, so number one for me, I mean, you know what I'm going to say, and and maybe the listeners know what I'm going to say. So we talked about how, you know, if a championship has never been won by this team, obviously it's going to be high on our list. So this team never won a championship, and they will never win a championship because I'm I'm for my number one, I'm picking the Montreal Expos winning the World Series. And the Expos don't even exist anymore. They're a team that don't even exist. And yet when someone asks me, who's your favorite baseball team? Right away, I answer them, the Expos, even though they don't exist. Not even close. It's not even close. It's the Expos. And that's, like you said, it's my number one also. I mean, and for them to win the, the World Series, a couple of things would have to happen. First of all, they'd have to win the World Series. But but second of all, and preceding that, they need a team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They don't even have a team. So, um, I mean, but if they did somehow get a team back and they did win the World Series, you know that you and I, maybe we wouldn't be together depending on what city I live in, but we'd be watching it. We'd be glued to the television Every single pitch, not like, you know, when I watch other sporting events and I'm doing other things at the same time, I would be focused on this. I wouldn't even look at my phone. I would not be distracted. It would be the the number one most important thing in my life for that entire week or however long the, the series took to finish. I mean, I wrote, I'll tell you what I wrote down in my notes for the Expos. So, I mean, I think the obvious, like... Um, if we picked one team to win the, the championship, we could go back in time. And 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 it's different than it's different than the in the other ones where I said, oh, the '89 Habs they lost, right? The '87 Celtics they lost. The '94 Expos never lost. <laughs> the '94 Expos had a championship taken away from them, a potential championship taken away from them. So when we say like we love the '94 Expos to be able to win the championship, we're 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 speaking in. In the same terms as like any team now where you're like, you're still looking at like what could have happened because we actually don't know what happened. Right. So, so that, that's the team that I'd love to win, obviously. And like, and, and then I'll tell you what else I wrote down. Like, obviously I've been to more Expos games than any other team. And so, so have you, right? right? Like, right. I mean, in, in the recent episodes that we did, like I went through my old ticket stubs and it's like, it's unreal to see, like I have a stack of Expos ticket stubs a mile high, yeah, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's absurd. And that's not, and that, that's not even counting all the ones that I've thrown out over the years and got lost. Like that's not even all of them, you right, know? Right. <laughs> um, and you know, when we met each other, that was in the early nineties. Uh, well, I mean the late eighties actually, maybe even, and the early nineties. And that's, that's this 94 Expos team becoming great. And we, lo- we lived and died on every pitch. We watched all the games and, I mean, either on TV or in person or on the radio. And, you know, it's 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 sad, you know, that we don't have a team. It's sad that my kids never will have the fandom of baseball like like I did. And then I'm, I'm sad about that. <laughs> so am I. And, and, you know, anytime anyone mentions baseball or 1994 or the Montreal Expos, I get a little bit I get a little bit heated sometimes, especially if it's mm-hmm. someone who 
is not from Montreal and, and doesn't know the all the details of what happened. There's so many people outside of Montreal who think, oh yeah, that city doesn't deserve a baseball team. They didn't have enough fans. The people there didn't care about the team and they deserved to move to another city, which is which is so wrong and so false. And it makes me really just, it just makes me really angry. So mm-hmm. anyway, I'm not going to get into that now because I, I, I want this to be a pleasant show pleasant episode <laughs> when we talked about it recently in that david samson interview on the florida radio where he talked about his time here which led to the demise of the team and you know he gives his side of the story and, and i mean and i'm sure there's a lot of truth in some of what he says but mm. you know the fact of the matter is when you look at all the successful teams i mean obviously the yankees aside the yankees are another thing you know but just take an, take any team take take any team in the league like there's ups and downs right there's mm-hmm. ups and downs but but sometimes the ups will will provide enough of an up that you know that that propels the team into into um more of a a good or or good franchise and i'm not t- talking about on the field i'm talking about on and off the field and attendance i mean Think about like the early '80s, Josh. The Atlanta Braves stank. They were the, they were an embarrassment. These this team was in last place all the times. They were getting the same attendance, the same crappy no fans at the games that the Expos got in 2004. Right. Mm-hmm. The difference is at one point the Braves became good, and then they started to get good, and then the fans came back. Like it's it, it goes in cycles, and the what happens with what happened with the Expos is we never had a chance to complete our cycle. Right. Like. We built the team up to 94, and then it was gone in one snap of a finger. All those players were gone. And then and then that was it. You know, that was it. Because people forget that in the Gary Carter, Andre Dawson era, the Expos were one of the top, you know, they, they were in the top attendance in the leagues. They had, they had just as many fans as the Mets and the Yankees in the 80s, you know, and no one even remembers that, you know, and it goes, it, there's a cycle, you know, it would have come back, you know, the team would have been good, the fans would have come. That's, that's the, the truest thing in any sport, you know? Yeah, like you said, I mean, obviously, if we could finish the 1994 yeah, yeah, yeah. season, that would be incredible if we could do that. We can't go back in time, unfortunately, but not only you know, did they have the best record in baseball by far and were expected to win the World Series, but they would have been able to keep those players and then they would have been good for more years to come. And then and then they added Vlad Guerrero to the team not not many years after that. So I mean for God's sakes, Rondell White was a backup on ninety four. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. So it would have led to a lot of the whole history of, of baseball in Montreal would be completely different if they if that season had continued as it was supposed to. Never mind baseball in Montreal. Imagine the Red Sox never got Pedro Martinez. <laughs> That's right. They might not have a World Series. I ever mean, you still. can say that. You can say that about other things. You know, like imagine Grissom never left, and imagine Walker was never on the Rockies. But the Rockies never won anything, and 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 you know, like, but but like, imagine if Pedro Martinez was never on the Red Sox. What would have happened to the Red Sox in the, those Red Sox teams? You know, do the Red Sox win the World Series in two thousand four? Maybe not. I don't know. You know, probably not. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, crazy list. It's it was a fun, actually a fun little exercise to do. The best thing about this list is I didn't have to do any research. It was very, very short the amount of research. Like I, I just basically like wrote down like all my favorite teams in all the sports, and then I just ranked them. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
I mean, like you went into this elaborate scenario with like if you could only watch one at the same time, but I mean, really, it's just ranking your your favorite teams. No? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, Josh, that's uh, that's our that concludes our fourteen topics that we drafted. <laughs> I don't know how many months ago, right? It's a while ago. It's more than fourteen weeks ago. I don't even know what is it. Twenty eight weeks ago, I guess. Uh, ish right around there yeah because yeah, i don't know i think at one point we were doing week by week and then we started doing every two weeks so right somewhere in between yeah yeah the skip and josh podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts including apple podcasts stitcher google podcasts iHeartRadio, and spotify if you listen to the show through apple podcasts please leave a review to interact with the show send an email to skip and josh show at gmail.com Follow the show on Twitter at Skip and Josh and go to Facebook.com slash Skip and Josh to like the show page. To see links mentioned on today's episode, go to skipandjosh.com. And now for some final thoughts from the guys. All right. So what do you have to uh, end the show with today? Anything, anything good? I have a whole bunch of little notes, very, very short notes if you want to hear them. I have a few short notes as well. So, you know, with the weather getting worse and worse as we get into the fall and the winter, I've been spending more time indoors than I did in the summer, obviously. And so mm-hmm. I need to find things to do, things to watch, things to listen yeah. to. Yeah. So there are a few things that I've been watching slash listening to that I'll, I'll give my review on them, I guess you could say. Oh, sure. Okay. So a show that I told you about a couple of years ago, which I recommend you watch season one and two. Um, and I'm sure you haven't watched it. They actually came out with season four a few months ago. I, I didn't know there was going to be a season four and I watched it. The show's called Brockmire. Yeah. yeah um, I gotta watch that. And I have to say, I would, I've, I've disappointed in season three and disappointed in season four as well. Hmm. Uh, season one and two were good. I mean, they're not that long. So if you do watch it, you'll probably end up watching all four seasons. And I'm curious to know if you do watch it, what you thought of, well, all the seasons, actually. Are these on Netflix? No, they're on Crave. Oh, that's a problem for me. Okay, I have to find that out. But they're also, it. I think, on Comedy Central. Okay. Maybe. I'll, I'll try to find it. Maybe. Mm-hmm. So that's one show that I wanted to yeah. mention. Um, and then a few weeks ago, I was uh, just looking through the guide on my television. And I don't know, do you get this channel called TVO? It's TV Ontario. I'm not sure if you get it yeah, in Quebec. I used to get it as a kid, but... I think I do get it, actually. So I've never watched that channel, maybe since I was like eight years old. Who knows? And I saw, like, I just came across this thing and it looked interesting. It was a documentary about a punk band from Hamilton, Ontario called Teenage Head. I don't know. Do you you remember them? I know the name vaguely, but the name rings a bell. Right. So, um... I decided to watch it and actually it was on a few times. So I recorded it and I watched it from the beginning to end. Um, It was quite interesting. I think it was a 90 minute documentary and I mean, I didn't know anything about the band. I didn't even know they were from Hamilton. Uh, So if it, if it, if it's ever on again, or I think you can maybe even get it on their website. uh, It's, it was a good documentary. I enjoyed it. The, the third and final thing I'll mention is um, it's a new podcast that I started listening to. 
And actually, I finished listening to it as well because it's not a weekly thing. It's a it's a six-part documentary podcast. And it's called, you've heard of this, I'm sure. It's called The Edge and it's about the Houston Astros uh, mm. sign-stealing scandal. Uh, so anyway, as I said, it's a six-part documentary and there's a lot of things in there that you already know. You know, I don't know that this needed to be six parts. It could have probably been four parts, maybe. They could have shortened it. But there were some interesting things that I learned in the last two episodes that I was not aware of, that I don't know if you're aware of. I'm not going to spoil it for you in case you decide to listen. Uh, but I did enjoy the podcast, and I listened to them all at once. I didn't. They were they were released week by week, but I listened to them. I I, I guess I binged listened, if that's even an expression. So the show is the podcast is called The Edge. It's called The Edge. Okay, I'm gonna download it. I'm gonna listen to it. So we watched a few shows in our house over the last couple of weeks. Um, I recommend three Netflix shows to anybody. Maybe not for you, Josh, but. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the show, The Snowpiercer, I, you're, that's not up your alley, but um, I, I did highly recommend it. I, I, there's a movie that I've seen a few years ago with the same name. It's a kind of sci-fi, uh, dystopian future type of show. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's up your alley. Um, we watched The Queen's Gambit. I don't know. Have you heard about this? Actually, somebody just mentioned that to me yesterday. It's a show about chess. <laughs> that's what I heard. Um, yeah, it's really good. I highly recommend it. And we actually started, we did something weird. We start. We were watching The Crown. <laughs> you know the show The Crown? It's all about the royal family. I've heard of it. Yeah, so we, we, we watched season one years ago and actually never finished season one. And then we never watched season two or season three. But we started, we decided two days ago we're going to start watching the season four. Just from the start of season four. Because you really don't have to necessarily know what goes on before. And the reason why we start wanted to watch season four straight away is because it's more season one two and three are in the 50s and the 60s right whereas season four they're in the 80s and it's the time of princess diana um so this is stuff that we know about like it was our during our lifetime right so it's a little bit more relevant to us and and the actress that they have that is playing princess diana it's unreal real how much she looks like her and how much they make her look like her it's kind of eerie so Anyways, I definitely recommend, I mean, I think anybody, The Crown sort of speaks for itself. It has lots and lots of really great reviews. So people know that it's good and and it is. So So that's my uh, when you When you mentioned you were going to recommend a few new shows, I thought you were going to mention, actually, the two shows I thought you were going to talk about are one, The Mandalorian, and two, is it called War of the Worlds? Okay, well, yeah, we are watching all those. War of the Worlds is um it's a, it's in Canada on CBC, um and but it's 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 um I don't know who the producers are. It's not a CBC produced show. It's it's made in Europe. It's it's a joint British French show. So there's ac- the show actually takes place in France and in England, and there's French and English in the show, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It's just okay. I, I thought I would like it more, um but it's 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 okay. And then The Mandalorian, I, of course I'm watching The Mandalorian, and that's definitely the best thing out there right now. But I mean, I didn't want to bore you with that because it's Star Wars, and I know you're completely uninterested. I am, but it's funny because when I watch like American networks like ABC, yeah, I see commercials for The Mandalorian well, all the Mandalorian, time. Yeah, be- because Disney and ABC are, are all intertwined, right? Mm, okay. So 
Disney owns Star Wars now, and Disney owns ESPN and ABC, so it's, it's one universe, right? So mm-hmm. on when you watch any show on ABC, like, you're going to get Mandalorian. Like, they even show trailers for Mandalorian on, you know, um, on uh, Monday Night Football, I think, even. Right? Okay, right. Well, I don't watch Monday Night Football, so. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there there you go. That's that's my list. Yeah, I mean, any anybody who's remotely interested in Star Wars should be watching The Mandalorian. That's, that's a given. Okay. Oh, and also congratulations to Kim Ng, the first female general manager in professional sports who's now the general manager of the Florida Marlins. Yes, congratulations to her. I never heard of her until she was named the GM. It's pretty amazing. I think it's an awesome accomplishment and... Like, I'm obviously, there's got to be a first every time, and she's the first, and the whole point is let's hope that she's not the last. Let's hope. All right, I'll talk to you next time. Okay, have a good week.